Hello, it's time for a bedtime story. Are you cuddled up and ready to listen? Good, then we'll begin. Tonight's story is called... The Golden Harp Morgan is one of the oldest names in Cymrickland. It means one who lives near the sea. Every day, for centuries past, tens of thousands of Welsh folks have looked out upon the great blue plain of salt water. It is just as true, also, that there are all sorts of Morgans. One of these was like nearly all Welshmen, in that he was very fond of singing. The trouble in his case, however, was that no one but himself loved to hear his voice, which was very disagreeable. Yet of the sounds which he himself made with voice or instrument, he was an intense admirer. Nobody could persuade him that his music was poor and his voice rough. Now, in Wales, the bard, or poet, who makes up his poetry or song as he goes along, is a very important person, and it is not well to offend one of these gentlemen. They have sharp tongues and often say hard things about people whom they do not like or who have displeased them. Now, on one occasion, Morgan had offended one of these bards. It was while the poetic gentleman was passing by his house. He heard the jolly fellow inside singing, first at the top and then at the bottom of the scale. He would drop his voice down on the low notes and then rise to the highest until it ended in a screech. Someone on the street asked the poet how he liked the music which he'd heard inside. Music, replied the bard with a sneer, is that what he's doing? At first I thought it was the lowing of an old cow, then the yelping of a blind dog unable to find its way. Do you call that music? The truth was that when the soloist had so filled himself with strong ale that his brain was fuddled, that it was hard to tell just what kind of a noise he was making. It took a wise man to discover the tune, if there was any. One evening, when Morgan thought his singing unusually fine and felt sorry that no one could hear him, he heard a knock. Instead of going to the door to inquire or welcome the visitor, he yelled out, Come in! The door opened, and there stood three tired-looking strangers. They appeared to be travellers, and one of them said, Kind sir, we are weary and worn, and would be glad of a morsel of bread. If you can give us a little food, we shan't trouble you any further. Is that all? said Morgan. See there the loaf and the cheese with a knife beside them. Take what you want and fill your bags. No man shall ever say that I denied anyone food when he had any himself whereupon the three travellers sat down and began to eat. Meanwhile, without being invited to do so, Morgan began to sing for them. Now, the three travellers were fairies in disguise. They were journeying over the country from cottage to cottage, visiting the people. They came to reward all who gave them a welcome and were kind to them, but to vex and play tricks upon those who were stingy, bad-tempered, or of sour disposition. Turning to Morgan before taking leave, one of them said, You've been good to us, and we're very grateful. Now, what can we do for you? We have power to grant anything you may desire. Please tell us what you would like most. At this, Morgan looked hard in the faces of the three strangers to see if one of them was the bard who'd likened his voice to a cow and a blind dog. But not seeing a familiar face, he plucked up his courage and said, 
If you are not making fun of me, I'll take from you a harp, and if I can have my wish in full, I would love one that will only play lively tunes, no sad music for me. Here Morgan hesitated. Again, he searched their faces to see if they were laughing at him, and then proceeded. And something else, if I can have it, but it's really the same thing I'm asking for. Speak on, we're ready to do what you wish, answered the leader. I want a harp, which, no matter how badly I may play, will sound out sweet and jolly music. Say no more, said the leader, who waved his hand. There was a flood of light, and to Morgan's amazement, there stood on the floor a golden harp. But where were the three travellers? They had disappeared in a flash. Hardly able to believe his own eyes, it now dawned upon him that his visitors were fairies. He sat down, back at the harp, and made ready to sweep the strings. He hardly knew whether or not he touched the instrument, but there rolled out volumes of lively music, as if the harp itself were mad. The tune was wild, and such as would set the feet of young folks going, even in church. As Morgan's fingers seemed every moment to become more skilful, the livelier the music increased, until the very dishes rattled on the cupboard, as if they wanted to join in. Even the chair looked as if it was about to dance. Just then, Morgan's wife and their neighbours entered the house, and immediately the whole party began dancing in the jolliest way. For hours they kept up the mad whirl, yet all the while Morgan seemed happier, and the women the merrier. No telegraph ever carried news faster all over the region than that that Morgan had a wonderful magical harp. All the grass in front of the house was soon worn away by the crowds that came to hear and dance, for as soon as Morgan touched the harp strings, the feet of everyone, young and old, began shuffling, nor could anyone stop so long as Morgan played. Even the very old and lame joined in. Several old women, whom nobody had ever dared upon to get out of their chairs, were cured of their arthritis. Such unusual exercise was severe for them, but they were jolly and it seemed to be healthful. One day, in the crowd that stood around his door waiting to begin to hop and whirl, Morgan spied the bard who had compared his voice to a cow and a dog. The bard had come to see whether the stories about the harp were true or not, and he found to his own discomfort what was the fact and the reality, which was not very convenient for him. As soon as the harp music began, his feet began to go up and his legs to kick and whirl. The more Morgan played, the madder the dance and the wilder the antics of the crowd, and the bard had to join in, for he could not help himself. Soon they all began to spin round and round on the flagstones as if crazy. They broke the wall of the garden fence. They came into the house and knocked over the chairs and sofa. They bumped their heads against the wall and ceiling, and some even scrambled over the roof and down again. The bard could no more stop his weary legs than could anyone else. To Morgan, his revenge was so sweet that he kept on until the bard's legs snapped and he fell down on top of people that had tumbled from weariness because no more strength was left in them. Meanwhile, Morgan laughed until his jaws were tired and his stomach muscles ached. But no sooner did he take his fingers off the strings to rest them than in a flash the harp disappeared. He had made a bad use of the fairy's gifts, and they were displeased, so both the bard and Morgan were sorry.
However, the fairies kept on doing good to any person who had goodwill, and today some of the sweetest singers in Wales come from the poorest homes. Good night.